0: Terra Nerd Podcast, episode 39, in which I interview Kathy Kuhn Pentecost. But first. This episode, and indeed everything around you, is brought to you by Mest. Mest. It's what's for dinner. This episode is also brought to you by... Ethics. You might remember in episode 36, I mentioned that a well-run organization is said to have its admin, ethics, and tech in. Well, we've already defined admin, and you know this is the tech support segment... Now let's talk about ethics. 1. The term is used to denote ethics as a subject, or the use of ethics, or that section of a Scientology church which handles ethics matters. 2. Ethics actually consist, as we can define them now in Dianetics, of rationality toward the highest level of survival for the individual, the future race the group, and mankind, and the other dynamics taken collectively. Ethics are the reason. The highest ethic level would be long-term survival concepts, with minimal destruction, along any of the dynamics. 3. Ethics has to do with a code of arrangement amongst people that they will conduct themselves in a fashion which will obtain to the optimum solution of their problems. 4. Rules or standards governing the conduct of the members of a profession. 5. Ethics is a personal thing. By definition, the word means the study of the general nature of morals and the specific moral choices to be made by the individual in his relationship with others. And, when one is ethical or has his ethics in, it is by his own determination and is done by himself. 6. That which is enforced by one's self, his belief in his own honor and good reason, and optimum solution along the eight dynamics. This episode is also brought to you by Tech. One. By tech is meant technology, referring, of course, to the application of the precise scientific drills and processes of Scientology. Two. Abbreviation for technology or technical, depending on the context. The technology referred to is normally that contained in HCOBs. It also means the technical division in a Scientology church. Division 4, the division of the org that delivers training and processing. Technology 1. The methods of application of an art or science as opposed to mere knowledge of the science or art itself. Two, a body of truths. Our guest tonight runs Shanti Acupuncture and Yoga in Monrovia, California. To make an appointment, just call 626-359-5797. Kathy Kuhn Pentecost is also my co-host on what I like to call the other esoteric Nerd podcast called To Be a Yogi. If you look up those words spelled out to be a yogi on iTunes or your favorite podcasting platform, you will find that. She is also my acupuncturist. And last Thursday, as I lay with pins in me, she mentioned that one of her first jobs was working as an acupuncturist for the Church of Scientology. So of course I asked her if she would mind being my guest this week on the Esoteric Nerd podcast, telling us about that experience. We'll also be talking about the David Bowie Oracle Cards, which can be found at edward-reeb.com forward slash askdavidbowie. No spaces or hyphens. And so, without further ado, let's get to that interview, shall we? Welcome to the Esoteric Nerd Podcast. Hello. Do you know about sorer and fratter and all that? I don't. Uh, sorer is Latin for sister. Oh, okay. And so uh, so I, I make a point uh, that fratres et sorores is the usual way that it's uh, by esoteric Nerds um, is stated and in books and stuff like that. And in, in ritual scripts, it says fratters and sorers. Those silly Victorian British uh, Golden Donners weren't quite esoterra nerdy enough, so <laughs> those of us the, who've updated and clarified and like, well, let's get let's get serious with our nerdiness, and so we, they say fratres at "serores." I say sororis at fratres because it gives them pause and and makes them reflect upon why is it that we say fratres at sororis? and it's a rhetorical question because it's of course the patriarchal western civilization, or eastern for that matter, that goes back unto the ages of ages, which hopefully uh, with the dawn of the age of David Bowie will, uh, you know, go, go the way of the dodo. Uh, Jesus can, can take a break and, uh, someone with a little more charisma and (laughs) sex appeal can take over as the personification of, of, uh, the great I am. But I digress. What, uh, what was I saying? I, I was going to explain. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's the soror thing. Normally, when you know, when you get initiated into a Golden Dawn or a, or a Thelema or you know, a, a derivative of either of those, uh, you'll end up saying, "Oh, these are all your fraters and sorors." Or if they're nerdy or uh, fratres at sorores. Or if they're cool and esoteric, nerdy like me, I'm the only one that says Sororis at fratres. <laughs> basically, is what I'm getting at.
1: So. For now, at least.
0: So you wanted to clarify, I. I misspoke. I said that you were working as an acupuncturist for the Church of Scientology. And to those admins that are currently listening, we should clarify, she was working for a Scientologist. I was. And just to speak on behalf of the Church of Scientology, that's like saying that as a Nazi soldier working for Adolf Hitler, you were working for the Catholic Church just because Hitler happened to be a Catholic. Sure. So that said.
1: So that said.
0: (laughs) Why am I speaking on behalf of the Church of Scientology? We'll get to that. We're uh,
1: just covering all the bases. Yeah.
0: No, Gordon. It, we both know Gordon, of course. Yeah. Those who are serious uh, listeners of this podcast, will uh, the, the name will ring familiar, and it's, uh, it's how we know each other. Mm-hmm. So.
1: So I worked at a clinic... That was owned by a couple of highish level Scientologists. Sea Org, probably. Sure, something like that. They they went off to Clearwater quite frequently.
0: Yeah, for those of you who are confused, uh, Sea Org is like the Rose Rubeadore Crucis of Scientology.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a little like, I, I understand it's a little like prison.
0: Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I mean, if it's anything like, never mind.
1: Like anything I've read.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> when you're actually on the boat,
1: Less prison-like?
0: Yeah. Well, it's a little like Alcatraz. Okay. You can swim away, but the sharks might get you.
1: (laughs) Or the tide will wash you away, (laughs) never to be seen again. (laughs) So, yeah, that was my very first acupuncture job. I was uh, fresh out of school and newly licensed, and a friend of mine worked at this clinic as a chiropractor, and she she called me one day and said, we need an acupuncturist. And, And so I went, and I had an interview, and filled out their application and it seemed like a really nice clinic. It was busy. There were a lot of people in the waiting room, a lot of people working there. No mention of Scientology to me at all during the interview. no mention of it at all. And so they hired me and I and I started. and on my very first day, they invited me to come into a, a staff meeting and uh, and so the boss lady, Dr. Higashi says to me, "Please bring a pad of paper and a pen. You're going to need to take notes." Oh, okay. So I follow them all into the staff room, into the lunch room, and I start looking around. I hadn't even been in the in the whole office for maybe like 45 minutes yet, and so this is my first time in this room. And I walk in, and there are posters all over and charts. And, and a whole wall of, of a cork board that had everyone's graph on it. I could see people's names, and, and I could see these XY graphs, and, and then right next like, to it.
0: Is it like a star, like, reward system, like in kindergarten? Well, I didn't know star? quite yet
1: what that was. Hmm. And then next to that was this poster of a thing called the Tone Scale. I, I had never seen or heard anything about this before. And so I'm reading those, and I'm like, wow, those are really military-sounding words. And and wow. And so the boss lady is talking, and she's talking about the charts, and she's talking about everyone's um, conditions.
0: Just search Pymander Aquarian, uh, no to mystery, K-N-O-W, and then you'll – That's what we're talking about. Okay. The the charts
1: are what we're talking about? Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, that's my blog post about about the emotional tone scale. Oh, my goodness.
1: So she's talking away, and she's writing things on the board, and I'm sitting there completely overwhelmed by this whole thing, and all I'm thinking to myself is, oh, my God, what have I done? What have I gotten myself into here? And then she eyeballs me and says, are you taking notes? I don't see you writing anything down. Are you taking notes? You need to be taking notes. You're going to get behind. Are you taking notes? And I'm thinking, oh, God. What have I done? <laughs> so finally the meeting is over and I, I go into work and it was just a really bananas kind of situation and there was no one there to ease me in. This is my very first job as an acupuncturist. This is serious work. I'm a physician, you know, and there's nobody to show me anything. There's I, I, I had to jump in and figure I had to figure it out. I had to figure it out all by myself. So that was fine, worked out fine. And um, a couple weeks in, I want to say about two and a half weeks in, I am approached one day to do a, c- a condition sheet. And I say, What the hell is that? And so they start explaining to me that this is part of the deal, that what we do here in this clinic is, is, is L. Ron Hubbard business technology. Mm making very clear distinction that this was business technology, not religion. Oh, right. Makes sense. And I'm thinking, you're still violating my civil rights right now. <laughs> and so I'm approached to do this condition sheet, and I'm, and I'm like, what, what is this, and why do I have to do this? Well, because you do, they say. So I, I take the sheet and it's it's an eight by ten, you know an eight by and a half by eleven printout. it's It's poorly copied, so it's crooked, you know and and there's about four different sentences and and I'm reading them, and they want me to read the sentence and then respond to it. And I'm reading the sentence, and I it makes no sense to me at all.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, I know Is what these words we could find online? I, I don't know. I, I suppose it's worth a try.
0: I wanted to pull up the note. Well, the note of mystery scale is separate from the emotional tone scale, but there's the 1973 four version where they put the note of mystery scale alongside the tone scale. But we'll get back to that. What was the thing we were just talking about? Oh, the condition sheet. The conditions. Condition sheet. L. Ron Hubbard. Business. Business tech. Business tech. They call it tech. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. Wise. Yeah, I remember that. The wise technology. Hmm. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm a smart lady. I've got a pretty good vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading these sentences, and I can't figure out what the F it means. It's not that I don't know these words. I've just never seen them in this kind of combination before, and it makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. That's why they they don't like... uh the tech dictionary being available. So if you search on Google for T-E-C-H-D-I-C-T dot PDF, the first link is something that they've taken off the shelves. They don't... Because it's just too direct. It's too raw. It's too revealing. If you read it and memorize it and you're some kind of savant, then you'll know Scientology better than the people that are running the e-meter that are trying to recruit you, and then you can run circles around them, and hence they took it off the shelves. Mm. And hence the tech support segment of the Esoteric Nerd podcast. I'm trying to, trying to educate people, trying to bring people... Because, I mean, I think it's relevant. I think it's a, a good thing to know about, and it's nice to be able to know about something like that without having to get involved. And, uh, you know, like... I don't think that any catholic would 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 disagree with me if I said that what if I went into a foreign land and told them about Jesus but not necessarily about the Roman church they'd be like well that's still good you know so i mean i think if a scientologist is offended by what i'm doing then i think they need to revisit what their priorities are mm-hmm. you know um but i mean it might just be a matter of like point of history like point sure. uh, like cuz uh, st paul himself would probably have been chasing after me with some kind of you know flail but I well, we're Paul
1: doing. was kind of a gentle guy, though. Probably yeah. not him. Maybe
0: not. Yeah, was he gentle?
1: Yeah, Paul, I guess Paul was a pretty. He was, was sort of guy.
0: intellectual. He was sort of a chauvinist, but yeah, he wasn't really. Well, chauvinism doesn't beat equal. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but oh yeah, the the uh, the tone scale. It, I think it's in, uh, we, it, that's something we haven't really gone over on the Esoteria Nerd podcast. Let me pull it up. I'm searching for Pymander. That's P Y M A N D E R. Uh, let's go tone scale. And uh, it comes up. Pymander Aquarian, No to Mystery Scale. Okay, scroll down a little bit. I color-coded it. That's mm, that's wow. my, my colors.
1: Wow, the colors are great. So it starts
0: at tone 40, which is Serenity of Beingness, and it lines up on the No to Mystery Scale with No, K-N-O-W. The next, uh, the next I don't know, octave isn't quite the right word, but the next tone down that's That has a label is postulates, and that 's tone thirty postulates is not no. Uh, so that's where you're grasping. That's where you're, you're the, 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 the peak is over and the, the acid trip is going away and you're clinging like the Buddhists say, don't cling, but you're clinging. So you're saying, uh, uh, well, there's a spider. I'm always going to remember that spider. And that'll always remind me of the transcendent state that I don't remember. And uh, then from there you move down into games, which is uh, 22. This is, by the way, the Gordon Beam school of of Scientology, mm. Mm. Okay. Um, then you move down into the level of games. Know about you can play with it. Um, then action, look. You're still in very high emotion. You know these are very high tones, by the way. But you can get stuck at postulates and and not be able to go out to serenity of beingness if you can't let go of your of your spider symbol or whatever it is, the, yeah. the cross or whatever separating you from actual God. And uh, then, then you move into exhilaration. Then you've gone down into plus emotions. We're in positive emotions, uh, aesthetic, enthusiasm, cheerfulness, strong interest, conservatism, uh, mild interest. So now we're kind of like, see, we're getting into the yellow contented, disinterested, boredom, monotony and that's the bottom of the p- positive emotions, then you're getting into antagonism. Now there's a lot of different ways to look at all this. If you look at it from the standpoint of, if you, like, for example, if you look out the window and you feel the general group di- the, the group emotion, which if you've been paying attention to the Esoteric Nerd Podcast, you remember one of the, percept- one of the 55 perceptics, uh, is covert hostility. Then in order to get from covert hostility to serenity of beingness, you can't skip unexpressed resentment, no sympathy, mm. resentment, hate, anger, pain, hostility, antagonism. So these are kind of like some of the ideas that are built into the Scientology assumptions is that is that you you go through those things. And so that's, you know, I mean, I mean people come out of that going, "Yeah, they were yelling at me. It was really weird. You know, I don't know what that was up with that." And it was like, "Well, they were trying to get you out of out of covert hostility and trying to get you angry so that you could get beyond anger and up into boredom but you didn't make it and you left you know hostile yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) well or you left and you were angry and you're succeeding
1: Mm -hmm. and then eventually
0: you'll get bored and, and the system actually worked yeah so that's interesting
1: that is interesting
0: but yeah if you go the wrong way you get down into terror and despair and i get stuck in grief sometimes like this project i've been working on with the the David Bowie oracle, I've been all over the tone scale. I've been waking up in the middle of the night with songs playing in my head. And, you know, it's just, it's really, really been something.
1: Wow. Interesting.
0: And then if you get down into negative emotions, uh, there's a the, the, the opposite octave of serenity of being this negative to, tone, negative 40 is total failure. hmm They can't hide total failure and then being nothing, being objects, worshiping bodies. And so this is kind of like Hubbard had to watch Jack Parsons, you know, with his OTO uh, Oasis Agape over here on Orange Grove, uh, having sex with you know uh, up on an altar we, uh, with the same record playing over and over night after night while he was taking notes what? and so he puts symbols and sex like down in the negative emotions like it, like he disagrees with his teacher in that regard Okay. so i mean you can kind of see like interesting. some interesting yeah he wa- he really wanted to take a lot of the hocus pocus and bullshit out of thelema when he made when he made scientology but uh yeah, so it's so from a golden dawn standpoint, it's very interesting. So it's kind of like it's like it's like a Jewish person looking at branch Davidians. Mm, you know, it's mm-hmm. like something derivative of something that was derivative. You know, so um, so
1: there's some vague familiarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but not direct connectivity.
0: No, well, yeah. I mean, I've always I've always tried to to line them up. I mean, the, this color scale is kind of like. Vague attempt at that, but I always I always thought the note the, that the tone scale had something to do with Hode as uh, uh, the tree of life. Sephora. How long is that chord?
1: Um,
0: not very. You, you see that thing in there?
1: Yes, I do. So the
0: the orange one down on the left mm-hmm. um, is like re- where reason and emotion both exist, and so this is kind of a reason looking at emotion
1: kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. How huh. it's associated. Well, in the at the clinic, this as part of the business technology, it was mainly aimed toward I think um, towards the people who were the marketing department of the clinic, and, and there were oh, yeah. quite a few people in the marketing department. Yeah, and so, yeah, exactly. And so those those um, graphs that I saw, everybody's individual graph with their name on it, turned out to be, uh, it was a graph of their sales progress. Hmm. And so then depending upon which what shape your graph made, de- de- <clears throat> determined what condition you were in, and then what worksheet you had to do. That that was the setup going on there,
0: mm-hmm. huh.
1: and so when they came at me, you know, two and a half or three weeks into my employment, and said you have to do this, and I said n- n- no, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't. They were like, well, yeah, but you do, and I said, well, no, I don't, because you didn't tell me about this it's a condition of my employment. Mm. Yeah, and nowhere is it in a contract, right? Not to mention that I don't have a contract. Hmm. So, so no. So on my second day of this job, both of the bosses, the doc, the main doctors, left to go to Clearwater mm-hmm. to go to become level 7 OTC. Nice. She said specifically this.
0: That's operating Thetan. Uh, what does the C stand for?
1: Isn't it like clear? Clear. clear operating
0: Thetan Clear, clear 7. Clear 7. So that's almost level 8. Level 8 is like Hubbard. And if you've seen the South Park episode, then you, you You're already probably know, no more know than all me. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: But. <laughs> she said, no, if, no if, doctor, he's going to get to level 10 OTC, and, and if we could get oh, to 10,000. Oh, oh. She, she said Well, she said he's going to be level 7 if we could get to people to level 10, but if we could get 10,000 people to level 7, though, we could change the world. Yeah. <laughs> so then the bosses were gone for six weeks, and they left the, the whole clinic in, um, in, in the hands of their 21-year-old office manager. By the
0: way, t- Tom Cruise, I believe, was at OT4 when he was jumping up on couches and yelling about, um, mm. about pills.
1: Yeah, that's, and that's psychiatrists. The, that's philosophists in, okay. in Scientology, yeah, so then, according to Gordon. Okay. Yeah. Seven is just...
0: I don't know. Seven is like... Uh, if obnoxious. it's on the tree of life, then uh, say that's seven equals four, which is you become a premonstrator. Mm. Uh, that's that's as far as I got in GD. But four equals seven is the opposite of that. That's where you're like, Oh, i got to convert everybody. And, uh, you're like a zealot, and you, you haven't quite found the synthesis yet. Um, you think that... Uh, you're still looking out there for, for fulfillment. I mean, if it is anything like Philosophist. I just, I mean, Gordon explained it to me in like a Burroughsian shorthand. He was into like, burp, <laughs> he wanted to understand Burroughs' poetry better, you know. He was like, he, he was cutting up his own poetry, but he was trying to piece together Burroughs, and so he joined the Church of Scientology, and it actually helped him a lot, and, and it was how he was able to like, he become an accountant and then run the E-bar and everything. So, I mean... You know, it, it you helped know, him put himself together, but he left. Is the point? And you know, he because Burroughs was an ex Scientologist, mm. not a Scientologist. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then he he wanted to get a little deeper and get into the head of Hubbard, and so he he ended up in the Golden Dawn. That's how I met him, but uh, but it was all part of his like chasing the the Burroughs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What a trip. He wanted
1: to be the Bill Burroughs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was. He did it in really so well. many ways. Yeah.
1: Aww. Oh, <laughs> <Aww, Aww>,
0: Gordon. <laughs> but between that and the fact that my dad got so much out of uh, the Earhart Seminars training, now they were, like, getting sued all the time by the Church of Scientology because Earhart was an ex-Scientologist that, that's Warner Earhart, and I have correspondence back and forth between my dad and Warner Earhart that if you've heard the S, the Edward Reed podcast, you already know about. But uh, anyway... Um, he got a lot out of that, and they had the tone scale, and, and he got a lot of his methods from and his terminologies from Scientology, and then later they turned that into the Landmark Education Forum. So the Landmark Education Forum is a derivative of a derivative of a derivative of a derivative of Golden Dawn. Wow. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: With other influences, Gurdjieff. Yeah. Wherever he got his shit. I don't know. I think he was some kind of savant. I think, like, there, there's that guy back east, the uh, the painter that's like, yeah, it's here's where the alien puts their hand, and here's where the human puts their hand, and then we'll use DNA to create a city that'll grow out of a, and it's like, are you serious? Are, are you onto something, or are you uh, not? I, I mean, maybe you're just way ahead of your time, huh? Or uh, a lot of sci-fi, I don't know. Wow. Uh, that's why I like to call it sci fi. I'll just call it sci-fi. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's just sci fi. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Then <laughs> people are like, you know L. Ron Hubbard wrote sci fi. Yeah. No. yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so did Moses. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't It's <laughs> funny. A fire came from
1: the sky. <laughs> oh my god, that place was so bananas. So after they left, that it just turned that office turned into kindergarten. <laughs> and um, it was like working in a hen house. It was been, It was absolutely crazy. And there's a an org that Wise organization that we saw just come up on the Google. You know, they there's a lot a lot of chiropractic offices that are involved in that. And it's it's essentially they they're teaching chiropractors how to use the the Scientology business technology to um, to run their businesses better, faster, stronger, make more money. And what I saw come from that was people come in they're shown a phony x-ray they're told that if they don't get this kind of care with this kind of repetition they're going to be crippled old people and you need to pay $5000 right now and if you don't have that can you borrow it if you don't if you can't do that then we can sign you up for this medical credit card and then you can you can pay us that way so wow. so some seriously seriously unethical behavior for physicians,
0: hmm.
1: um, so while they were gone, there was this desperate push to keep everybody's numbers up, right? Or they were going to, they were going to pay severely, and so it turned out that the office manager was forging patient signatures on on the credit applications to the tune of about one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> Not that she pocketed it herself, but so that her numbers would stay up and she wouldn't get in trouble. While, while the bosses were in Florida. So when they come back, the main boss guy says to me, so how were things while I was gone? I said, well, do you want my polite answer or do you want my honest answer? He said, well, the honest answer, of course. And I said, well, I'm going to need about 20 minutes. <laughs> he had a little bit of a slightly shocked look on his face when I said that. And so we met up in the uh, staff room, the one that contains all of the posters and tone scales and stuff afterward, and I proceeded to tell, I pretty much threw everybody under the bus. (laughs) I did. I said, "You you might be shocked by what was going on here. And I said, I used the words kindergarten and hen house. And at some point, I don't know what it was that I said that inspired such a passionate response by the by the boss man but he kind of got up and out of his chair and over the table at me like he was going to assault my being physically wow yeah and part of me was going come on mofo please please do that so i can sue you or something wow creepy it was creepy it was super creepy. And I'm still refusing to do their condition forms, right? Again, yeah. not a, not told to me, just to be part of my employment. Yeah. And so the boss man says, you're not doing this. And I said, you're right, I'm not.
0: I, it's a, I'm of the opinion, and, you know, I think that I get part of this from Gordon. Like, if there is a baby in that bathwater, then reading the tech dictionary and, and knowing the knowing the vocabulary – is like reading the red letter text in the New Testament Mm. and getting involved with the church is like getting involved with the church. Mm -hmm. Two different things. Mm -hmm. So I always recommend not getting involved with the church, but go ahead and educate yourself. But keep in mind that, you know, when you buy shit off Amazon, they have your name and information. So it's better to get it for free. (laughs) So...
1: So they handed out to everybody packets. One day I got into work and there were packets in everybody's box. This was because of me, right? Because I'm the Norma Ray of this clinic, you know. (laughs) And there's contracts in there. And there's the little uh, Way to Happiness book Mm -hmm. with their picture on the front. They had them printed for themselves with their picture. And instructions that everyone was to read the book and write an essay on each chapter. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Sure. (laughs) So I said, you know, I need to go do an errand real quick <laughs> and
0: that
1: was that and I, no no oh, i just oh. i just went and called my lawyer that's all just went and called my attorney and said am i right in thinking that this is th- this is a straight up and he's like yeah, yeah you you are you're right <laughs> <laughs> oh man and so they pushed up on me more and more and more and i refused flatly i had to defend myself constantly mm. while I, two and a half months i only lasted two and a half months And uh, and at the end, I had to quit by note because I was being so severely harassed face-to-face that I wrote a note. Dear doctors, today is my last day here. Please mail me my final paycheck to my home address. Thank you for the opportunity. Love, Kathy. It was pretty much how it went. <clears throat> and I ran out the door. I'm not kidding. I stuck that in the box, and I ran out the door. Because otherwise, they were going to like tackle me, and there was going to be another conversation, and they were going to ask me to conform again. I already said to them once, I'm like, Look, you're talking to an old punk rocker here. <laughs> conform is the last word you want to yeah, use. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Conform and commit. No, 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 no. So as you know, in California, there's a 72-hour Window with which you are to receive your final paycheck if you quit and so that an will employment state Which means that you can quit or be fired any time for any reason, right? And if you quit your employer is required to pay you your final paycheck within 72 hours Well, they couldn't pay me my lousy $250 in time. Of course not. Of course not so I had to file a thing with the um, the labor board mm-hmm. Wait a couple months go have a meeting The boss lady doesn't show up to the meeting. She appears by phone. Oh, my God, what a gift that I didn't have to sit across the table and look at her. And even the investigator lady was rolling her eyes at the thing <laughs> that the boss was saying on the phone. She quit. She just she just quit. The investigator's like, yeah, and? And And what? That's unethical, according to Elron. <laughs> That's not <laughs> our business. Technology. I <laughs> don't have a tone scale for that one. Oh. So my lousy two hundred and fifty dollar paycheck turned into fifteen hundred. Thank you. Nice. Thank you, and uh, and never to be seen or heard from again. So that was my experience. I I think I could put together a couple years of a sitcom. <laughs> I think I could throw together a pretty decent little script that, you know, some other writers could could put put together just a skeleton script. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I found out, too, that one of my my friend who brought me in, she was a chiropractor, and she had already been working there for quite a while and, and was really seduced by the bosses and all of their promises of money and glory and what have you and and so at their urging she signed up for a class at the church to the tune of five grand and then found out many months later that there was a kickback going to the bosses Hmm. which is just so shady it's just so shady and and to portray yourself as she did as the boss lady did to my friend as a friend and with personal care and concern for your, you know, your well-being and your emotional well-being, and and my friend bought it, and it was just a huge manipulation. It's, it, it seemed like of, it. It was so disappointing. That,
0: that <clears throat> book, Scott Peck's uh, *People of the Lie*.
1: Hmm.
0: He investigates people that kind of have a, you know, I mean, just that deceptive personality like that. that yeah. Uh, that would enter into something that was so like. To be so bold faced about being ethical and then to be so overtly Opposite unethical <laughs> and do it at the same time I, without I think, flinching. I think like, there's something
1: in the DSM about that. Like,
0: yeah, he, he's like, we don't have a word for that other than malignant narcissism, mm. but he calls it evil. Mm. Like it's human evil and uh, and it has many forms. And he, he so he wrote this book very carefully, you know, about like, I'm going to talk about human evil as a psychologist. <laughs> and uh, so it's wow. kind of interesting. Of course, you know, they don't. Like psychology over there But uh, you know for people who read from more than one school
1: Sure
0: You know who would read the tech dictionary And a book on psychology Oh you might Imagine that Yeah and then maybe even learn a foreign language Don't look behind door number two Yeah Oh man
1: Yeah (laughs) (laughs) It was a huge commute It was like a two hour drive each way Well I'm glad
0: you were able to find something better better situation well you
1: know i think of it this way i got the i got the most intense job the worst commute the most intense job out of the way first like there was nowhere to go but up from there yeah so i'm i'm grateful for the experience really i i learned so much yeah about them about myself about about a lot of a lot of things it was yeah yeah, that, I, I don't even know if they're still open.
0: It's always nice to get away from situations like that.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, after you've you know been holding your pee a you really long time.
0: Yeah, worry. yeah, or beating your head against the wall and, and you finally you realize you can stop. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I want to switch gears entirely. Okay. Okay, let's switch over to David Bowie. Yes. All right. So, okay, for those of you who are listening who aren't driving, if you're driving... And you're going to do this. Be sure to pull over first. Uh, or if you have a passenger, you get the idea. Okay, we're going to edward com forward slash ask David Bowie, And there's no spaces between the words. Just A-S-K-D-A-B and so on. Okay. I'm going to be doing this too now. Uh-huh.
1: Typing, typing. Okay. No, there it is.
0: David Bowie Oracle Cards. It's only a game. Or is it?
1: <laughs>
0: key cards. <laughs> that was a good laugh. Thank I you. like that. Okay. <laughs> so it has, so far, we've got key cards zero through five. Eventually, there's going to be at least 31 key cards. They each on the back have this image of David Bowie wearing the stripes that he wore in the photo shoot for the back of the Station to Station album. But uh, on the other side of the stripes, you see the constellation that was named... Uh, or created in his honor after he passed. Um, Now this shirt he wore in the Lazarus video with a wardrobe behind him as a C.S. Lewis kind of reference. He had stated that he was using the tarot and the tree of life to enter into other worlds. So, So this seemed to me to be a good bookend not quite bookend but transcendental symbol of David Bowie. I didn't want something so specific to one period in his life for the back of the key cards. The reason being that if you click here to download the key cards it's a PDF. Now this is all free for you to print out. Now the key card on the back it has that image and uh, on the front or you know on the face it has an album. So far we've got the first six albums including his single that he did when he was Davy Jones. And uh, so you draw, you shuffle the key cards, and you draw which album you're going to be drawing from. And then if we go back to the main page, click back a couple times. Uh, let's say you got deck one, David Bowie. So we'll pull up deck one. And then let's just scroll down to a random thing. You'll get a different one than I do, or maybe you'll get the same one we got. Her mother called her Mary. She changed her name to Tommy. Mm. So if we had asked a question mm-hmm. like "What's the deal with that coworker of yours?" and then we asked David Bowie, right? Then we'd go,
1: "Oh, oh. okay, thank you, David Bowie."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs>
1: so that's awesome.
0: <laughs> it says to get into the right state of mind, you might begin by listening to the first entitled track of Black Star on vinyl in total darkness. Now I happen to have Black Star. On vinyl right here. So, it is not dark. It's not dark, but it might be for you. Again, if you're driving, keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> Don't close your eyes.
1: Don't David Bowie and drive. No. Um, but you
0: can listen. Now, it won't be as cool as if you were listening to the vinyl, but you're going to listen to the vinyl through some speakers as picked up by the microphone that we're talking into. Really kind of an inferior specimen, but you you, you just go along, go along for the the ride. Just Just go with the flow. Just go along with it like he says. You might know that reference. Even this is part of it too. Okay. So returning on the record player. Okay. So, it says here, To get into the right state of mind, you might begin by listening to the first and title track of Black Star on vinyl, in total darkness, while contemplating its meaning. Then, light a solitary candle at the center of the room or circle. Let me turn it down a little. If the candle is atop an exact replica of the Major Tom Skull from the video, even better. (laughs) Look into its eyes and ask him your question.
1: Okay. Oh, this is just the key deck.
0: So we're asking the question, is this a valid form of divination? David Bowie. David Bowie. So you drew this deck. Or let's get the three that we have. and including the Zero Deck. Now, the Zero Deck is optional because the lyrics are kind of early 60s. And there's only two songs. So it's just going to be that one, that one. Okay, so we got to shuffle these three. So it's going to be either Space Oddity, Dave Bowie, or Liza Jane. Okay. Looks like it's Liza Jane. Liza Jane. Okay, so... Since we haven't printed this out yet, we're just going to scroll so, to a random one uh, and, and point.
1: Don't. You better come back home.
0: You better come back home.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Is this a valid form of divination? You better come back home. Huh. Huh. Well, uh, let's keep reading, because it says...
1: uh, We should pick a couple cards, right?
0: Arrange all the... No, that was it. That was the answer. a single deck. Yeah. Well, eventually there'll be 31 decks. So far, there's just three decks.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Arrange all the decks neatly about you in a semicircle, once there's 31. You know, so far there's just three. Shuffle the small deck of key cards to draw one to determine which answer it will come from. There's your answer. Please note that David Bowie can be a bit abstract (laughs) He is an artist after all (laughs) It might take a little bit of abstract thinking and intuition to deduce the meaning behind his response Although sometimes it will ring as clear as a bell
1: Like you better come back home
0: You better come back home I hope that doesn't mean like, is this a valid form of divination? And he's saying, no, no, you better come back home. You better go back to the drawing board and start over.
1: I don't. I didn't take it that way. Okay. Okay. I didn't take it that way.
0: Hmm. How did you take it?
1: Well, home has a lot of meanings, right? Yeah. So well, his, did he go
0: home? Is he and
1: I, I, that's what I call Father home.
0: Yod said Sirius, the star Sirius, was home. Okay. But I think for David Bowie. Well, his constellation is the closest we have. Yeah, but he, who
1: said he even stayed in the damn galaxy?
0: Right. Well, he gave... Okay, This was according to the directions he gave in throughout his lyrics, because it was where Mars happened to be passing by at the time, and it, the, but it's in Virgo, or it's near Virgo, so mm-hmm. I kind of felt... As a Virgo, I, mm-hmm. that's kind of nice, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, better come back home. Better well, anyway... So that's that's the idea. It's... But it's like
1: the home, home also being like the starting point, right? So not necessarily start over, right? But take what you've done and and bring it back home. Yeah. So maybe maybe the the message is more about don't don't stray too far from from the Bowie.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Keep it keep it in it keeping it tighter. Like not letting your eagle mind perhaps. Yeah. Influence that? I don't know. Just
0: saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, then again, my room is a mess and the kitchen's a mess, and I'm supposed to be cleaning to get ready to sell the house. So maybe he's and telling we're me about I. Bowie. <laughs> maybe he's telling me I should like put this project aside for a oh, minute. Oh, and
1: come back. And home. come back
0: home and work on that mm. for now. That this is already going. Other people apparently are making. David Bowie Oracle, you were saying your It's
1: not a David Bowie Oracle deck, but it's oh, a, it oh. is another. Lots of people are working on decks right now. That right, seems to be a, right. a theme, but not, a, not another Bowie deck. I, okay. think, I think you've cornered the market.
0: <laughs> well, I don't want to necessarily corner the market. Like I said, this is a gift. Um, if you go to edward-reeb.com forward slash AskDavidBowie, this is a sincere gift from me to you. If you're a David Bowie fan or a weirdo... Or an esoteric nerd that um, isn't too freaked out by the idea of mediumship. And, uh, yeah.
1: It's super cool.
0: Yeah. I like it. I mean, it struck me as enough of a good idea to do it. And as I've been doing it, I've started to, like, hear David Bowie's voice in my head. And uh, That's rad. it's very nice, actually. Like, it's been catching me off guard, and like this whole—if you—if you go to the web page I keep mentioning, and you go to Key Cards and scroll down, you'll see this photo shoot. This was on the back of a record that came out in 1976, which was the year that my dad wrote Transformations, and they were still married. It was before I was conceived. And it was probably the year they did cocaine once. My mom wanted to do it again and my dad wouldn't let her. Mm. And it just just struck me just looking at this and thinking about it that not only was this possibly the inspiration for my dad's magnum opus, but it might have been my inspiration for coming back into the world when I did. Mm. It's just the zeitgeist that's captured Mm -hmm. right here. Yeah, and
1: it's it's interesting because it's it's like, it's this. It's, it's even like, it's
0: this. I was thinking about changing the back of the card to just hit the image of him looking down at the Tree of Life. Yeah. But I do kind of like this.
1: See, that's also super magnificent.
0: Yeah, because it's the, and it's, so it's his heart, it's his gut, it's his. Crotch. It's his neck. It's, 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 all, it's all. It's it's the, the, the whole. It's the ruach in the tree of life. It's from daat down to Yasod, It's his unique signature in the galaxy. It's it's amazing to me. I mean, it's 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 amazing what one man can do, man or woman. I use that gender neutrally. I'm a f- I'm wait. I, I, I'm fond of the gender neutral usage of man, but it doesn't really. It It rings strange in this culture.
1: Nowadays it does.
0: Yeah. But...
1: I I haven't heard this song all the way through yet, so this is...
0: Oh, wow. Something for me. You're you're in for a treat when you see the video.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. The
0: video is really...
1: It was just too emotional for me when it first came out. And, And then, like, a day later he died, and I just couldn't... I just couldn't.
0: Yeah. Well, this came out in November, November 19th, I believe. And then uh, Lazarus came out the day he died, the Lazarus video. But the song came out first, and the symbols that that look like the letters of Bowie, the symbols that look like parts of stars on the album cover, were slowly rotating like it was counting down. Wow. And then on the day he died, they posted Lazarus that morning, and they took down the video that was counting down. And uh, Lazarus was the one where he was wearing the striped outfit, mm-hmm. where he was hailing back to that photo shoot. Yeah. But he replaced the Tree of Life with the C.S. Lewis wardrobe.
1: Look at how magnificent his hair is in that, in that 1975 picture. The oh, no, the no. color. And the redness of the, the hair. The red and the, like, the ombre of it. It's like His hair is like a sunset. It's just... Oh. Let's draw another card.
0: Yeah. I haven't said it on the airwaves yet, but I feel like the way that he went out was very healing for a lot of us who were very damaged to the core of our soul by the way that Robin Williams went out.
1: Mm, For reals.
0: And I think he might have done that on purpose.
1: You think he was conscious of that? Interesting.
0: I mean, he was a true... I mean, he was brilliant. He, he's... Uh, the video, for instance, when you see it, it's vague enough and abstract enough that you're subconscious, subconsciously you can't help but fill in the details on your own. Mm. And the same with his words. Mm-hmm. Like listening to one of his albums all the way through and really yeah, listening to the words. You, you can't help but fill in that, the rest of that world. And you might fill in a world that's different looking or shaped than someone else, but that's what it has in common i mean that's what so who knows what he meant that's part of the beauty of it is now that he's gone no one can ask him i mean he always would refuse to say you, you know he always had a silly answer for you yeah he wouldn't give you a straight answer mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I recommend downloading this deck if you're into the idea. Um, It says uh, on there with instructions. It's a PDF. You print it double-sided, flip on the short side, preferably on some cardstock matte finish paper. Did you want to ask him a question? Yeah, let's ask the question. Um, Do you have anything to say, David Bowie, to our audience tonight? Okay. okay. Let's find Do the it. let's find the answer. Did was it this deck or was yep. it? Yeah, that deck? Okay. So this is deck two. Deck one we're drawing from. Deck one. David Bowie. David Bowie. And say when.
1: Now. Maids of Bond Street shouldn't have love affairs. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Maids of Bond Street shouldn't have love affairs. Okay, well there you go. Huh.
0: Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I, we, I think gone I've... over Scientology. <laughs> okay, We've hope gone everybody over had a
1: good chuckle David over Bowie my...
0: worship. I mean, <laughs> and I wanted to clarify to everybody, if anybody thinks I'm worshiping David Bowie or whatever, I want to clarify that I am worshiping the one true and almighty eternal god the alpha and omega as david bowie fair enough all right okay cool
1: thank you
0: thank you all for tuning in um thank you for joining us on the esoteric nerd podcast this was a lot of fun
1: i always enjoy podcasting with you
0: and uh sometime soon i'll i'll have some interviews Having to do with Bava's Fest. That's b h a v a s f e s t dot com, and uh, my promo code is two. The number two, B Yogi. Two B Y O G I. If you uh, go to that. Now that's up in Kern River. There's going to be whitewater rafting and all kinds of. It's a four-day camping thing. There are rooms if you're you know allergic to camping, but it will be springtime. It's um, March. end of March, beginning of April. So it's like uh, the last day of March and then the first three days of April. Uh, So check that out and you'll notice on the presenters page, I'm one of the presenters. I'm going to be there covering it on the podcast as well as teaching uh, yoga and meditation. I'm going to be teaching a version of what my dad taught me when I was a kid, but coupled with some uh, more traditional yoga practices of opening the chakras and that kind of thing. Awesome. And uh, yeah, it should that's be a so lot of funny. fun. Good It'll be you. great. Thank you very much. And uh, we're talking 2016, by the way, the end of March 2016. If you're tuning in from some future that's like date.
1: two months from now.
0: Right. And uh, so.
1: Man, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be a, such a great few days. Yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to that.
1: Cool. Maids of Bond Street. Should we do one more? Shouldn't have love one affairs. More.
0: Let's do one from, the, from deck two. Okay. Okay.
1: We'll have all of the decks.
0: Closing closing thoughts. We're going to let him have the last word. Okay. Let's turn down Tis a Pity, She Was a Whore. Okay. Okay. So. The parting words. The parting words for the esoteric nerds on Monday. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Idell Murphy. Um, The parting words from David Bowie.
1: I've caught your wings for laughs. <laughs>,
0: <laughs> and again, that's edward-reeb.com forward slash ask David Bowie. You can also go to facebook.com forward slash ask David Bowie and uh, join that group. Click like on it, and we'll see you there. Thank you for joining us. Thank
1: you. That was great. Thanks so much for having me. Certainly.
0: The ending of the night at the limits of the light Tho- stood before the unborn ones of time. Then was formulated the universe. Then came forth the gods thereof, the aeons of the bornless beyond. Then was the voice vibrated. Then was the name declared at the threshold of the entrance between the universe and the infinite. In the sign of the Enterer stood, Thor! before him were the aeons proclaimed. In breath did he vibrate them, in symbols did he record them, for betwixt the light and the darkness did he stand. Procoloprocolestei profani Barlastium, Pala. In the name of the mighty and terrible one, I proclaim that I have banished the shells unto their habitations. I invoke Tahoti, the lord of wisdom and of utterance, the God who cometh forth from the veil. O thou majesty of the Godhead, wisdom crowned, Lord of the gates of the universe, thee, thee I invoke. O thou of the ibis head, thee, Thee I invoke. Thou who wieldest the wand of double power, Thee, Thee I invoke. Thou who bearest in thy left hand The rose and cross of light and life, Thee, Thee I invoke. Thou whose head is as an emerald And thy nemesis as the night sky blue, Thee, Thee I invoke. Thou whose skin is a flaming orange, as though it burned in a furnace. Thee, thee, I Behold, I am yesterday, today, and the brother of tomorrow. I am born again and again. Mine is the unseen force whereof the gods are sprung, which is as life unto the dwellers of the watchtowers. I am the charioteer of the east, lord of the past and the future, I see by my own inward light. Lord of resurrection who cometh forth from the dust, and my birth is from the house of death. O oh, ye two divine hawks upon your pinnacles who keep watch over the universe, ye who company the bier to the house of rest, and pilot the ship of ever advancing towards the heights of heaven, Lord of the shrine which standeth in the center of the earth, behold, behold. he is in me, and I am in Mine is the radiance wherein Ptah floateth over the firmament. I travel upon high, I tread upon the firmament of new. I raise a flashing flame with the lightning of mine eye, ever rushing onward in the splendor of the daily glorified raw, giving my life to the dwellers of the earth. If I say, come up upon the mountain, the celestial waters shall flow at my command. For I am Ra incarnate. Kephra created in the flesh. I am the idler of my father Tenu. Lord of the city of the sun. The God who commands is in my mouth. The God of wisdom is in my heart. My tongue is the sanctuary of truth. And a God the upon. My word is accomplished every day, and the desire of my heart realizes itself as that of Ptah when he created his words. I am eternal, therefore all things are of my design, therefore do thou come forth unto me from thine abode in silence, unutterable wisdom, O light! Oh, power! For... Whatever name I call thee, thou art still nameless unto eternity. Come thou forth, I say, and aid and guard me in this work of art. Thou star of the east, which didst conduct the magi, thou art the same, all present in heaven and in hell. Thou who vibratest between the light and the darkness, rising, descending, changing ever, yet ever the same. The sun is thy father, thy mother the moon. The wind hath borne thee in its bosom, and the earth hath ever nourished the changeless godhead of thy youth. Come thou forth, I say, come thou forth, and make all spirits subject unto me, so that every spirit of the firmament and of the ether, upon the earth and under the earth, on dry land and in the water, of whirling air and of rushing fire, and every spell and scourge of God the Vast One may be made obedient unto me. Such are the words. Thank you to Alan Bennett for composing the Invocation of Thoth. I know, I know. He didn't write that first part. What was it called? The Exhortation of the Higher Genius? Something rather. I'm a little rusty, I know. Thank you, Kathy, for joining us on the Esoterra Nerd tonight. Thank you to Susumu Ueda, as well as his father and the rest of the monks at Jofuku Inn, on top of Mount Koyasan, the 1,200-year-old esoteric Buddhist Shingon mountaintop. You gotta go. You gotta find a way to get to Japan. They composed the music that you're listening to right now, as well as the intro, that iconic intro to the Esoteric Nerd Podcast. Special thanks to Tom Cruise, Elron Hubbard, Gordon Beam, and of course... David Bowie. Most importantly, thank you to you, the Black Star listening to this podcast. Until next time, good night.